Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Center of the universe. Center of the universe. Ben's act of everything and selfless and way to wrestling. Welcome to Center of the Universe. It's Ben. And it's Zach. Hey, Zach. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Trying to survive this uh, quarantine and all the other fun stuff that's coming along with this pandemic. What about you? It's, you know what? I I just transitioned home. I'm now working from home. Uh, My wife and I are now working in our one-bedroom apartment. We're both working here. Um, That's a little weird. Um, but you know what? We're, we're making it work. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, it's the world is, is trying to make things work. Like, this is the first time that you and I are not together, you know, for the podcast. That's kind of weird. Um, but we're, we're, we're making it work. We're making the best of it. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got to go outside today and I took, I took a walk, which was really nice because it's a beautiful day. And I'm running a 5K tomorrow, a virtual 5K that uh um lapel yeah is putting on for wrestlemania so I'm okay would you just trot in place kind of thing in front of a webcam or no no i mean like basically like you you sign up and i get a cool t-shirt and a medal and um we're just you basically record your time and then you send it to them and i think it's supposed to be on on sunday but it's supposed to rain here on sunday and so i think we're going to cheat a little bit and we're still going to do the 5k we're still going to actually walk run a 5k but we're just going to do it on, on Saturday as opposed to Sunday. And also I work on Sunday. So, but, uh, you know, just like stuff like that, just trying to find normalcy in a world that's not quite normal. Yeah. I feel that almost every day. Uh, COVID-19 withstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we have a very awesome guest. Uh, I'm super, super excited. Um, I've been really wanting, um, like a musician on for a while and this is an amazing musician. The bar is set insanely high. Um, we, we have someone who I'm a huge fan of. Uh, this person is an amazing musician. This person is super creative. Um, she makes gear for wrestlers. She's involved in the world of wrestling, but she's just amazing. She's an activist. Uh, her social media is absolutely fantastic. She's been doing streaming on a very regular basis, um, and she's just someone that I, I absolutely love. And so I, I'm I'm a little geeking out. So actually, it's kind of good that we're we're not in the in the room because I'd probably be even more nervous than I already am. Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Miss Kate Nix, it me. Hey, how are you? I am also surviving the apocalypse. You know, honestly, like my husband, um, professional wrestler Ophidian the Cobra. Um, he, he and I already worked from home because our business is based out of our, one of the two rooms in our apartment. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I have chronic illness. I experienced chronic illness, um, and immunocompromisation anyway. So like I was already living and working out of my home basically 24 seven anyway. So not much has changed for me aside from the fact that I'm not allowed to go to Seven Eleven to get coffee anymore. So you're kind of a champ at this. Like you already, I mean, like the second this, this happened, you were like, and yeah, like my time has come. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. My time has come. I am fully prepared to inherit the earth as the meekest. Um, I I feel like it's it's been interesting. I guess I should like be like, I these are the things I do. Hi, my name is Kate Nix. I I play music. I am married to a professional wrestler. I, I make professional wrestling gear and other assorted costumes. I have been doing the streaming thing for almost a year now. And um, in general, I just uh, exist extremely online. And I try to make the fact that we are all like trudging through the dystopian cyberpunk future together. We were before the pandemic and now everyone is on the same page as me as far as understanding that it's a dystopian cyberpunk future. Um, I just try to make that a little bit more bearable for the people who follow me or who participate in my work because um I mean, I'm not a super big fan of like the escapist thing, but I do want to help people have the emotional tools to uh, just like deal with what they're feeling, uh, be that through music or encouraging them through like commentation, whatever online or whatever I do creatively. My, My sort of deal is that whether it's just me also screaming into the void with you or writing a song that makes you feel better, I am here to hold your hand as you go through whatever it is that you have to go through. And that's, that's super important. I mean, I, there are people that like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a homebody, but also I'm not super out in the world, but now that I, you know, obviously can't, I've definitely, and, and I'm someone who suffers from mental illness and um, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners, you know, to a varying degree, these kind of things exacerbate them. But I've been watching your, your, your streaming, your live streams, and it, it's, it's, that's been super helpful. And there's been so many people that are kind of in your vein of like, maybe this is something that's not totally foreign to them that are kind of helping the rest of us along. And that's super helpful in this kind of time. Yeah. I've, I've noticed a lot of my like chronically ill friends and disabled friends have been sort of taking up the mantle as far as explaining to people that like, a lot of, I see a lot of this, um, now pardon me, I'm probably going to get controversial here for a second. I see a lot of people blaming how they're feeling right now on their mental illness or on mental illness in general. Like I see a lot of people who are saying like, oh, I don't know what happened. I just slept for the whole day and I don't know what's wrong with me. Or um, I've been feeling really anxious lately. My anxiety has been really bad. And I just want to be like, it's not just your anxiety, dude. Like the world is falling apart and you have every... You are currently, you're grieving, a li- we're all grieving the lives that we had. Like, even though my life was not very dissimilar to what we're experiencing now, we all as a community, as a, as a, as a species are grieving the existence that we had before the pandemic. And we all accept, I think, at least I think people who are present in their lives accept on some level that we are not going to go back to that like the future will not look like what six months ago looked like. And people need to, in general, understand that your life is changing so drastically in such a short amount of time. And all this information that's coming out, a lot of information that can't be put back in the bottle. You have every, it's, it's a perfectly reasonable response to sleep an entire day or suddenly become an alcoholic or whatever. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are, taking too much of an individualistic approach and like not allowing themselves the permission to experience like the actual genuine grief that everybody is experiencing right now about how things have changed so quickly. And in such a short amount of time, that's the same thing twice so quickly. And so um, extremely. 
No, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I mean, it's just, I, I like before this, like I, I'm about a, like right before this all started, I went to Disney world with my wife and to think that like that kind of action isn't anything that's going to be happening anytime soon. And I don't know, but I think you're definitely right. I think it's, it is a grieving process and it's something that I know that like myself and, and Zach, we've, we've kind of worked through that. And I mean, I guess like Zach, what are some ways that I guess you've been working through that? Uh, I've been going through my movie collection. I'm a physical media uh, collector and uh, finally, you know, slimming down all those meats and meaning to watch piles and uh, prepping for one hell of a garage sale when all of this finally blows over. For sure. I think that we're, it's definitely going to be interesting what happens when the, um, when this is, I guess, when this has run its course, whether it's in two months from now or six months from now or a year from now or whatever, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how like live entertainment, such as like the wrestling shows that we're so used to being a part of or the live music shows we're supposed to be used to being part of. It's going to be interesting to see how either that either it's either going to recover or it's, I, I mean, I personally don't see myself going out to a live event the second this is over. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm going to be like, Oh, I'm going to go buy tickets to a show the second they call off the quarantine. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the industry is that, we are, we love and are a part of, um, move forward. I, I know that there, uh, there was a head of some movie theater company that was talking about for the first couple of months, like making all theater showings free to get people used to going to see films again. Wow. That would be, yeah, it's an interesting landscape with, you know, all these movies being pushed back and some of them being released on via digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just, now it's it's WrestleMania weekend, and you know, WrestleMania. Yeah, right. We're all we're all prepping to watch, you know, Custom six or seven different endings to uh, wrestling events. Like, it's just so weird. It's 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 definitely changed the landscape, and I think it's going to be a long time before people can, you know, reacclimate themselves to what things used to be. And I think it's you know you're going to see an evolution, whether it be good or bad, but. uh you know, large groups of people, you know? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I think it also sort of, um, uh, sends the point home of like, uh, of like how far and how fast germs actually travel. Like, I don't think anybody was admitting that to themselves in their day-to-day lives, unless you were an extreme agoraphobic or germaphobe, like about how the, how much goo we get on each other is simple interaction. Well, and it's, it's also yeah, human it, beings are gross. It is. I mean, and it's like, <laughs> it's so funny how people think that, I don't know, like, t- like today it was a perfect example. So I, it was a nice day outside. I live really close to a park. And so I thought I'd just go for a quick walk just to kind of keep loose for tomorrow. And the amount of people that were not doing the whole social distancing thing, like I made a point if someone came near me, I would walk off the path. I would, you know, make that space. And I just think that it's so interesting that people, if they haven't been personally affected by this or they aren't in a position to be personally affected, it, I mean, it's just a, a wide range of people that are like to the extreme, to I'm not extreme, like to the, where they should be, I think to like not being very blase about things. Like I, I have a friend, a very good friend who is just coming off of quarantine. She was tested positive and she's obviously like, she was, um, you know, mandatory. She actually was able to go out today and get some groceries for the first time. But 
I don't know. It's just so weird that, that there are people that are like, I have so many people like, oh, the second this is gone, I'm going to go to the bar. Like, it's going to be, be packed. Like, I don't think so. Like, I, I mean, I, I want them to. I think pa- you and the 20 other people who want to go to the bar immediately will be there. But I don't think, yeah. I think there's going to be definitely. Well, I mean, we're also seeing as the, as more news comes out. And it also depends on how, um, where you get your news and how current you stay with it. Because I definitely, there is a, it's very easy to stay in a bubble full of just the information that you believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that plus the rugged individualism of just American society as a whole that is going to absolutely murder us all. Um, it is what it is. I think that's also why it's so important that with independent con- creator, content creators like myself and like yourselves that we keep going and we show that there is, because there's something to be said, like, yes, we're all like Netflixing and using Hulu and whatnot and all these digital streaming spaces for these large, like, corporations that make media, right? Like the Marvel movies. But I think there's something to be said for getting your media, getting your entertainment from a person that you can talk to. Like, being able to attach yourself to the human element of that art that we don't get necessarily get to do if we're watching like Orange is the New Black on Netflix, because I can't just text the lead, the lead of that show and be like, Hey, your thing was good. But I think that during times like this now with the quarantine, the independent content creators have been given sort of a boon and that they can a boon. And also, I mean, it depends on how much, how seriously you take it or how, how much uh, of your, uh, I don't know, but how much of your life you want to spend on the internet. But we've been sort of given this mantle of like, we are the ones who are keeping humanity connected to each other in a way we are giving them spaces to gather where it's a small enough group that everybody can know everybody else's name. And there is that human connection that you wouldn't necessarily get from following a hashtag for a giant media drop or something like that. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. And I think like, that's why I think like your live streams have been, you know, so, so helpful. And that's why like Zach and I have been trying to make sure that we keep our, our content up. And I've been putting out new content with, uh, if radio and I just think it's, it's just so, and you know, just, it's so important nowadays. Like, you know, there are so many, like, especially like you and your husband, you know, being very independent and like, I mean, I'm guessing that your, your husband, maybe yourself, but it should be down in Tampa right now. And there's an entire, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he and, was supposed to, like, he was supposed to be manning eventing a show tonight. And like an entire and, industry is like, I mean, but then you get things like today's Ethan Page dropping the body guy extravaganza. And that was so creative and it was so fun. And if, if you haven't seen it yet, I would highly suggest going out and getting and you know, seeing that. And then you have just an entire industry that like it, that brought me a lot of actual anxiety because I love wrestling so much. I love independent wrestling so much. Um, I mean, Chikara is the, one of the, the first companies I really fell in love with when I discovered independent wrestling. It's the, like the one wrestling show that my wife, I've taken my wife to that she loved. She, I mean, she really enjoyed it. And like, I get nervous, like, is Jakar going to be okay? Um, you know, is game changer going to be okay? Uh, here in Cleveland is AIW going to be okay. Or all these other you know, independent companies that I really love. And are all these independent contractors really independent contractors going to be okay? And it, it's just, it's, it fills me with anxiety. Cause like, I know that they love this so much 
and I want them to all be okay. And I wish I had a billion dollars I could just give to everyone and make sure everyone was okay, but I can't. So I'm trying to do what I can and I'm trying to encourage people to like, Hey, if you like this person, support them, like give them, you know, like you have your tip jar on your live streams. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, like little things like that. Like if everyone chips in a little bit, it adds up. Yeah. And it's interesting to see like a lot of the people who are tuning into my streams now who are not necessarily used to the digital space, because when I started streaming last year in July, I didn't necessarily think that all of a sudden, all media would be streaming. You know what I mean? I wasn't thinking like, oh, all of a sudden, every musician I know is going to want to live stream. So I've already, I've sort of been um, in this space of like talking to people who are very internet savvy, very technologically literate, who know what Kofi is, who know what Venmo is and things like that. And I've noticed within like these past couple of weeks that there's been a large volume of people that like don't necessarily know what those things are. And I've had to break like, spend time describing like, oh, this is what Bandcamp is. This is how you use it. This is what Venmo is. This is how you use it. It's like a tip jar. So for example, if I was at a, at a show and there was a hat on the stage, like that would be, it's the same thing. And trying to get people to understand that these digital, these digital tools are already exist has been definitely an interesting part of my, I guess we'll call it job because this is really the only thing I'm making money off of right now. People don't really need gear when there aren't shows. So yeah. Um, I mean, like, like, I mean, to kind of, I guess, transition a little bit, like, um, and it, if you can't tell us, but like, you know, who are some of the people that you, you made gear for that were going to be dropping gear, new gear during this week? Um, honestly, not that many because of the majority of my clients are Chikara. So a lot of it was based on the big Chikara shows. So it would be more like what's going to happen at, it was supposed to happen like at Young Lions Cup or the Johnny Kidd Invitational or whatever. So I didn't really have a ton of people that I was supposed to have gear for this weekend specifically. Um, looking at my list right now, I don't think there's anybody aside from my husband. Um, but yeah, we've, we, we've been trying to kind of, uh, well, I personally, I've been trying to get away from making gear so much due to my chronic illness. I need to make money at something that isn't going to uh, erode my joints indefinitely. I would like to be able to make, I would like to be able to make money at something that like could consistently uh, bring in income, whether or not I physically make it with my hands. It's very limiting, especially as someone who experiences like some level of disability during the winter, especially um, when I can't make gear, then I don't make money. And I found that with music, I can be like, this music exists all I have to do is find new people to like it. And that's been, I've been sort of slowly transitioning to trying to do more music stuff anyway. So in some ways this, um, the quarantine has been, has given me a lot of reason to just focus on content creation primarily. Um, but right now my, uh, my to-do list is Hermit Crab, Cajun Crawdad, Ophidian, uh, Tunku Amir and E.M. Demorest or Demorest, how you say that guy's name? Two kids from the Crucible and two heels from Chikara and my husband. So I have three heels from Chikara. Nice, nice. And and like I, I've, I've been again, I've been a, a big fan of your husband for for quite a while. And he, like his new gear is always great. It's just, uh, I, I, I love. I'm a gear guy. Like I think gear when it comes to wrestling and Zach, you can. I think you have also an opinion on this as well. Like, like when you, when the, when it's bad gear. When people like, and I get it, like when you're first starting off, you know, and money could be tight, but like, 
I have seen really good gear and I have seen really bad gear. And like, there are times when that really bad gear could really kind of take me out of the moment. And you're just like, why, 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 why what choice are we making here? And it's, Listen, just, it's, it's just as heartbreaking as a gear maker when, when your client comes to you with a design and they're so dead set on you look at it and you're just like, why, why, why do I need to make you a set of black tights with your name on it and white and red? Like what, do you, what revolution do you think you're starting here with this idea? Like, can you, can we not do the CM Punk kick pads? Just, uh, just a, maybe perhaps could no. Cool. Great. I'm so glad that I get to make your name on black tights. It is truly my life's work. Yikes. I mean, like, I, I guess like, have there been like times when you've just totally shut someone down and like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not making that. Cause you look like every other indie guy in the world. Um, I mean, yes. And then there are also times when I needed money and I took that commission anyway. <laughs> like, I, I think I have as many, I have as many commissions on my list where I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do this. It's boring. Even though I wouldn't say not, that necessarily in so many terms, but, um, there are definitely times when I say like, can we maybe do a different color or different font or whatever? But the majority of the time when someone brings me gear that I say no to, it's because, um, I I like physically can't make whatever they're trying to ask for happen using the techniques that I use because there are multiple different ways to make wrestling gear. Like you can get fabric with designs printed on it, or you can get fabric that's been heat pressed with vinyl. And what I do is like traditional style where I cut out each individual applique piece, which is like all the little designs. I cut out each individual color of each individual design and I sew them all on by machine, which is, um, very time consuming, but it tends to last a little longer, but I can't do a lot of super uh, detailed, like very thin line work. So the majority of the time when I'm saying no to a client, it's because I can't accomplish whatever they're asking me to do in the time range or it's under the budget that they're asking for. Yeah. The gear that, um, that's actually how I discovered you was uh, via uh, Instagram was uh, looking at your husband's gear and I was like, really impressed by it and and i was like Wait, who who made this and then that's actually how i spent my afternoon was falling down this rabbit hole and came across your work and and i uh, was kind of blown away by all the the different gear that you can make everything from you know the pants to singlets to to masks and and all that what's what's the most uh challenging and the most rewarding thing for you to create well i would rather um cut my own fingers off than make a pair of kick pads just like ever in my life. Like I would rather individually de fingernail myself with a knife than make a pet pair of kick pads, but just off the bat. <laughs> um, uh, I still have to do it all the time, but it's truly agonizing when you, when you take like the three most frustrating materials to work with as a seamstress, which is vinyl, um, spandex and foam when you put them all in one place and you also ask that because it's not like cosplay where you can just wear it and it doesn't have to do anything no it's like cosplay that you have to also be able to be thrown by that can last for years and be washed regularly and get shoved in a bag and look as good when it comes out of the bag tomorrow at the next show like the the level of um durability that's required from wrestling gear is the thing that I think holds that holds back my designs the most, but kick pads are trash and I hate working on them because 
your ankle is so small and foam is so much. It's just the worst. It's just the worst thing. I can't, I can't describe it how awful it is. But when other seamstresses listen to me talk about what I do, they're like, why? Why would you ever do that to yourself? Like, why would you ever have that be your job? And, you're, and I'm like, I didn't mean to, okay? I didn't ask for this. I made one set of gear for my not even then husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. And he was like, I didn't order gear in a time enough or this person refused to make me gear or whatever. And I was like, I can do a sewing. I've been sewing for 20 years that or I guess 15 years. I don't know how many years. It was many decades. It was more than one decade at that point. Um, and I was like, I guess I'll make you this stuff. And I hated it the whole time. Made him a pair of kick pads and a pair of pants and a uh, robe. It was the, his white, like undead set that he came back from the dead in the first time. Um, and Chikara when he had his feud with Amasis. Um, and uh, it was awful. And I hated every minute of it. I was literally like screaming and crying, like smacking the project to the ground, like having a full on full fledged breakdown. And now it's my job. Hooray. What, like what I guess like what's been a piece that you absolutely like when you were done, you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Like I absolutely love this piece. I think that would have to be basically everything I've ever made for Kimberly. Princess, um, I yes. made, yeah, I made her the set that she won the championship in, which is still one of my favorite sets to this day. Um, and I made her the set that she uh, worked in the Crucible in, which is the Lance Steel theme gear. And I made her a set that is like fairy kind of princess inspired of the similar type with this like kind of like warrior, Amazon warrior, fairy princess thing. Um, I love all, I love working for her. A lot of the sets I've made for Havoc, um, especially the one I made most recently that I made the video of where I, because everybody wants their name and their gear, but I hate putting people's names on their gear because I feel like if you are who you say you are, you don't need to wear a shirt with your name on it. Like Elmo doesn't wear a shirt with Elmo's face on it to show you that he's Elmo. I think that you should use other elements of storytelling, visual storytelling to be able to show the audience what type of character you are. And Havoc is a situation where she really let me use those, um, use that technique when it comes to designing her stuff. And the last set that I made for her, I made her name kind of like in a spider web pattern across her back. So even though it didn't necessarily look like it was her name, sometimes on the light shine, right, you could see that it said Havoc in this like kind of spider web style across her back. And I was very proud of how that turned out. Um, I, the, the first wrestling course that I made for Havoc as well, basically anytime women ask me to work for them, I normally have a great time. Well, and like that's as someone who is very, very vocal about being a feminist and, you know, and which is awesome. Like working so closely with a company like Chikara, that was the first really big company in America to have a, a woman as their champion and uh, and that like that match was amazing when, when Kimberly won the title that was absolutely fantastic and like some of the matches that her and Heidi Lovelace at the time had like that's 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 got to be so cool to see like this company that really takes like they're not just female wrestlers they're women that happen to be wrestlers or you know wrestlers happen to be women and they're just 
the such a prominent role and it's just such good wrestling and i just i whenever i i talk to people about uh, you know women that are wrestlers i'm like you got your chikara if you like really good you know wrestlers that you know feature women in an amazing you know spot chikara is the way to go and it's it's just got to be really a fun you know liberating thing to see like these you know a company that really takes care of its performers like that um i think that the the one that that's one of the nice things about Chikara is that gender doesn't really play a role in how a character is booked. Like we have a, we had the first, not only did we have the first ever female champion in an intergender company, Chikara also had the first non-binary champion in wrestling maybe ever. Um, so the lack of treating gender what it as what it is which is a social construct i think that it is really nice to be to work closely with a company that dismisses gender stereotypes in that way um but is also willing to use the tropes of wrestling to portray all genders in a positive light and i think that wrestling is a huge um i'm let me try to find the right way to say this I am of the belief that wrestling is vital to modern feminism. I fully believe that. And I think it's because when you take the average demographic of wrestling who wouldn't necessarily consider them feminists and you put intergender matches in front of them, be they with a non-binary person and a man or a non-binary person and a woman or a man and a woman or whatever, um, you, establish in the most toxic masculine environment that all genders are created equal. And I think that having this space that is primarily male dominated, that literally functions like the entirety of the storytelling is based on hyper-masculine tropes, um, but also very emotional and a very hyperbolically dramatic, like melodramatic space, giving women and non-binary persons, I guess I, I don't like saying it that way, giving marginalized genders a space to prove equality through storytelling, I think is incredibly vital to bringing those members of society that would not like to believe that all genders are created equal onto the the, the team of feminism. Well, and I just, I think it all comes down to, it starts off with, with the top and obviously the top of Jakara, Mike Quackenbush and that the video he made about, um, you know, binary, non-binary with, with still life is one of the things where like, I just, I absolutely, as someone who is part of the, you know, a, a sexual man who has felt unwelcome at, at, at shows and had knows people that are, are, have been uh, felt unwelcome at wrestling shows for such a company with such a presence to be such a, you know, a leader in these things. It's really nice to see because there are lots of companies that are, are not, they're not leaders in it. And there's, there are major companies, the most major of company that are still doing awful things that are setting us back years and years and years. But it's nice to know that there's one company at least that's out there, you know, really blazing a, the correct path. And that's, that's, you know, it's, it, it makes me very happy to, to have to, you know, continue to see Chikara really blazing a path as it has been since the, the beginning way back when. Mm-hmm. So now I, you know, I know you just had, you did, you did a live stream a little earlier. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we had talked about it. Would you, would you want to play us a song? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I would love that. <clears throat> I have exactly enough. I have exactly enough vocal energy to play one human song. 
Well, fantastic. Well, uh, this is a, free a bird. Free bird. Free bird. Yes, free bird. The all the eighteen Does minutes version. Want a free bird. I just simply <laughs> remember you requesting this free bird. <laughs> all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, here is Miss Kate Nix. All right, because we were talking about feminism, I'm going to sing a song about feminism. Like you do. Dead man can't whistle at you walking down the road. A dead man can't try to kiss your tail. Dead man can't slap the ass of a girl that he don't know. A dead man can't prey upon the frail. Dead man can't tell me that I'm prettier when I smile. He can't call me honey on the phone. Dead man can't beg for me to stay a little while. And God knows a dead man can't follow me home. Yes, God knows a dead man can't follow me home. Dead man can save kitten white, clearly not. A dead man can try to save his skin. Dead man can't say sorry only when he's been caught. Dead men tell no tales. A dead man cannot sin. A dead man can call me any plan. I don't have the time to try to be polite when I say no. Dead man can't wait until he's too drunk to decline. And God knows a dead man can't follow me home. God knows a dead man can't follow me Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Really cool. You can you can find that song on Spotify and Pandora and iTunes and Amazon and all the places. But if you're one of those people, not maybe not you, but whoever is listening to this, but if maybe if you are too, I don't know what your either of y'all's deal is. <laughs> but if you're one of the people who's like, I want to buy music directly from the artists, like you don't want to go, you want to make sure that the artist gets as much from it as possible head over to katenix.com slash music. That is my band camp. And right now my entire discography through the duration of quarantine is going to be available for less than $8.50, which is still more than Spotify would pay me if you listen to it on Spotify. That's 90 songs for less than $8.50. And that song is on it as well as three of my records, two uh, collections, um, like of demos and b-sides and what I call audio sketches which are like even less than a demo it's just like me and my guitar singing in my iPhone um, but yeah there's three albums and multiple different tracks and singles and such uh, more than you would be able to get on any of the streaming platforms themselves I try to make it the best place to get my music so 
yeah, katenix.com slash music. And if you buy that, if you're a listener and you buy that and you, you send me a copy, like a screenshot that you bought, you bought it. Um, I will give, I will send you a prize. I will send you some kind of prize, some kind of just because I want you to go there. Cause you know, I, I listen to Spotify and that's great. That's great for when you listen to your, your, your hugeness of other album, but if you can get 90 songs for $8, like that's less than you're going to spend on, you know, coffee in a, a day or two. So please, it's please, also please, less please. than like what, what, what iTunes or whatever would charge you for one album. And I still get more money, even though, like I, I still get more money from send, selling my discography. And the one great thing about Bandcamp that is better than I think all other platforms is that if you do want to pay more money, you can. So like, say if you're like, Oh, I want to pay more than eight bucks. I think your discography is worth 20 bucks or whatever. You can pay as much as you want for whatever. And also all the songs are available individually there as well. And I think, you know, Bandcamp is, is a, is a great thing. I've I definitely, I've been a big supporter of Bandcamp from, for a long time. Um, Mr. Zach ha- also has a project on Bandcamp as well that just dropped this past week with friend of the podcast, Mr. Jerry Smith. Yeah, that's uh, that's a project that he's been working on for a while now. Um, you can find that on there. That's uh, pretty interesting. It's uh, a lot of, Synth music that he that he had me be a fake radio host too, um, and yeah, you can you can find that online as well. That's um, uh, Rainy Days for Ghosts. That's a dope name. Yeah, and yeah. Then also, so now if people what? need to get gear for the apocalypse, uh, you know, so that we can all live our Blade Runner fantasy, do we reach out to you still or no? Well, kickback? actually. Um, Ophidian and I are currently working on a series of videos about how you can make your own lucha mask. So oh, we're helping so you all cool. get geared up for the apocalypse so you can do it yourself. We've already released three videos in the series on our new YouTube channel for Closet Champion. And we're going to be teaching more about the different ways you can uh, make lucha masks and stuff. Because right now, um, basically all of our distributors for our materials are not, they don't exist. Like we can't get spandex to make you gear out of. So go to your local fabric store and get a curbside pickup. I believe there are some that are still doing it or cut apart your old t-shirts and clothes and sew them into your own Mad Max style Lucha mask because we're, we've got a, we we have a video on how to make the base on how to add structure to that base so that it can be ring worn. Um, So it's like different from a, a presentation or a replica mask. We teach how to like actually make the structure so like strong enough that you could wear it to wrestle in. And then we also have um, some information about how to finish the mask. And we offer patterns on our website, uh, closetchampion.com slash merch. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash closetchampion, where we answer all your sewing questions, as well as I post like B-sides and demos and things like that of my music. It's basically a sort of catch-all basket for Ophidians and my behind-the-scenes content. And we also will be offering patterns there as well. That is so very cool. And I, I am a big fan of obviously Bandcamp, but also Patreon supporting. Um, so I will definitely be, be, I will, I'm saying it right here on this podcast that I will be become a Patreon of Closet Champions because I think it's just awesome. Um, so I thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I think you know you are doing awesome work and I, I hope people continue or start to support you. Um, also, if they want to throw some money your husband's way, you know, 
grab some of his merch as well. And all of, uh, you know, the, the independent workers out there, be them musicians, wrestlers, artists, um, you know, let's support each other during this time. Cause that's really the only thing we have control over is how we act and how we uh, help each other out. Yeah. And also just, it's not just the like financial support is a huge part of supporting independent musicians and artists of all ilk, but people I think really don't um, understand how important it is to interact with the content that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. like, like the tweets and retweet them and reply to them and comment on YouTube videos and share things with other people. Like the word of mouth is the thing that, independent creators of all types live and die by if someone is excited enough to tell another person about a piece of content whether music or video that they saw like then whoever you just told is going to be more invested in watching that thing so even if you can't support creators financially right now because obviously um employment is kind of hard to come by given that we are in the dystopian future share that shit well, yeah, like like you like to tweet of mine that I said like I told I told you know a bunch of my friends about your music and I shared links to your music and you're like what a novel concept liking something and telling other people and like and it's sad that that's a novel thing it's like if you like something tell other people say hey I like this thing you might like this thing together we can like mm-hmm. this thing and then that thing will then, continue to be here yeah and then maybe that artist won't be incredibly depressed because they think no one's interacting with their stuff because they don't like it. Not because whoever, like the thing that I found most in my audience, um, is is the biggest, not, I won't say problem because obviously I am, I am happy to reach a community of people who like need my work as a way to find their voice. Like I, I feel very empowered by people telling me that I give a voice to, to whatever they're feeling. But some of that is, um, kind of unfortunate because, a lot of the time, the majority of my audience is very shy and very socially anxious. So they, uh, the, the people who comment are not necessarily the people that are the most invested. It's the people that are the least scared to do so. So I had to literally, I did a stream a couple of weeks back where I like actually got down on my hands and knees and I was like, please actually freaking talk to me. Like, yes, you, I'm talking to you directly. I'm looking at you and I mean you when I'm saying it. Yes, all of you. Yes, you. I know that you think that whatever you're about to say is stupid or has been said before or you don't want to take up space or you don't want to, oh my God, my least favorite thing is I don't want to bother you. You're not bothering me. What the fuck am I doing? Well, I mean, and, and making like, content. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's why, like, I reached out because, like, I I've definitely been one of those, those people. But like, I reached out, like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot my shot. You know, when it comes to like to trying to get you on the podcast, and you were very like, yes, I want to come on the podcast. I want to get more. You know, have people hear things, and you know, you I, know how rarely I get invited to do podcasts. This never happens to me. It happens to me once every six months, maybe. Well, like that, people just don't. They don't, they don't reach out. They don't. And I know that part of that is because I'm a scary lady who does like scary lady stuff. <laughs> and I'm, I am quote unquote intimidating, not my word. Um, the words of people who have said things about me. So I understand that there's like a certain level of like, Oh, well, I don't want to bother this person or I don't want to whatever. But like 90% of the time I'm going to be like, sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm, it's just me in my house hanging out with my cat. Just be like, you know, like be respectful, be nice, be like a, a, a decent person. And like, like that's how I've gotten to like, you know, get to know certain people online is you just, you know, you, they, 
Yeah, like I think a lot of people have that that like, fear, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to cause any bother. I'm like, cause some bother. Like at this point, especially now, people have time on their hands. Like the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say, they're going to say anything. Ignored it. Yeah. You know, like if I didn't, if I didn't want to, they just, what are they doing to you? Just not respond? Then they'll not respond. Like if that person doesn't want to spend time on you, then they're not going to. The likelihood that you talk to someone and they're like, by the way, you're an idiot for talk. Like that doesn't happen. No, like not, not at all. They're, um, so yeah, that's like one of my things that I'm trying to be like, no, I know that you're anxious and I know that you're scared of me, but please, please talk to me. I'm so lonely. Well, now if people want to talk to you on social media, how can they, how can they do that? You can find me on all the socials that matter at I am Kate Nix, or you can show up to my streams. I broadcast simultaneously on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. My Facebook is, you can just search Kate Nix. Kate spelled like the most boring white girl way and Nick spelled like the goddess. Um, uh, you can find me on Facebook or twitch.tv slash Kate Nix or youtube.com slash Kate Nix. And I do like interact with the chat. Uh, I talk to people who are commenting. I, I'm not one of those people who just, I think ignoring the comments is the worst thing you can do as a creator. So I try to be as interactive as I can and spend as much time with people as I like. I, I would wish that they, you know, I try to people as treat people as I would like to be treated. Well, that's a, a, a novel concept, but again, it shouldn't be. And, a uh, novel concept. Treat people, treat people like they should want to be treated. I think that's some kind of rule that might be golden. Um, huh. So now, uh, Mr. Zach, if people want to get a hold of you on on the World Wide Webs, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zach for Zombies. Z a c h f o r z o m b i s. What about you, Ben? Well, first off, I want to say that you also need to go to iTunes right now and you need to pre-order Powerbomb, which is coming out on April 14th. That's Powerbomb, the movie that Mr. Zach was one of the minds behind with stars like Matt Cross and friend of the podcast, Wes Allen, um, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, an all-star cast. So please, please, please. It's 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 a, an insane price. They should be charging double what they're charging. Go there, pre-order that. I will say that until the, the day I die. Uh, if you want to follow me online, I'm at Center Club on Twitter. That's S-E-N-T-E-R. Uh, this podcast also has uh, social media at Center of the U Pod or Center of the U. Uh, we are proud members of the Jabroni U family. Um, big shout out to the guys I was on the draft podcast we drafted the uh, ultimate 90s mixtape that I think I won I think I won because I included Deep Blue Something Breakfast at Tiffany's um, which is just an underrated song Um, and then again I just if you you need to reach out and and you're listening to this and you're having some trouble getting through through all this you know please reach out I'm sure myself and I'll speak for my my, you know my co-host my guest we're here to talk we're here to like you know send a joker a meme or just like listen to someone if they they need help obviously you know reach out to professionals if you feel you need that and just be nice to each other because right now that's what we need to do is just be nice to each other so once and be nice to yourself Yes, definitely be nice to yourself. Like if, especially if you're like myself and you have been kind of in a weight loss uh, mindset for the last year at this point, maybe take a a break. Like don't go off the rails because if you binge, you're probably going to be mad at yourself. But if you do binge, it's okay. Like this is unprecedented time. Be nice to yourself. Say nice things to yourself. I bought ice cream today. I'm going to have some ice cream. I'm not going to be mad about, about it that I had ice cream because it it makes me feel good. And I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go watch the movie Onward on um, Disney Plus. 
it's I'm probably going to cry because it's about fathers and sons and anything father and sons makes me cry. But you know what? You're definitely going to cry. Oh, I'm I'm a thousand percent gonna try. I, I already talked to people. I'm gonna cry, but uh, just just be nice to yourself, everyone. So, Kate, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks thank for having you so me. Much. All right. Well, everyone, uh, thank you very much. Uh, this has been uh, for, for this has been been Ben for Ben, <laughs> and it's Zach for Zach. It's nice to know that the awkwardness that I of the transition to ending this podcast is still here, even though the world has changed. So. Uh, be nice to yourself. Don't forget to bring a towel and we'll see you next week. It's the center of the universe. It's the center of the universe. It's the center of